Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. There you are indeed. And today we're going to talk about the first energy scandal, or no matter how cynical I get, it's never enough. I've That's, heard that before. A few I know, times Lily Tom. The last 40 years. I know, and no matter how cynical I get, guess what? It's Doesn't never change. enough. Never yes, enough. That's right. So, so we're going to talk, and you may be asking, Annie, you may be asking. <laughs> I'm not asking at all. I gave <laughs> how up. How is First Energy, how is the First Energy scandal a sustainable thing? And uh, It seems to be like a repetitive Well, political thing. corruption seems to be yeah. infinitely oh, sustainable. Yeah, it's resilient. No, it's not just sustainable. It's resilient. <laughs> resilient. Okay, well, one of the things I like, you know, often with, with students and the like or when we're doing presentations about renewable energy. I always sort of half joke, you know, it's a joke, but it's not really, um, that, that one of the problems with sustainable or renewable energy is we've not been good enough at, at paying off politicians. Um, we haven't you know, gotten good at buying at the congressmen. Right kind of corruption. Yeah. So, so this is, this is like, um, I don't know, like a master's level course at uh, political corruption. I think in doctorate. Uh, doctorate. Okay. So, um, so let's recap just a wee <laughs> little bit. Um, Are we recapping it? So they're still going? Oh, it, it continues. It continues. Okay. So just to let people know what we're talking about here, um, it, in, in 2020, um, the Speaker of the Ohio House, uh, Larry Householder, was arrested along with uh, three of his um, henchmen, con compatriots, mm -hmm. uh, associates, I guess when you're That's really... A better word. Oh, before I start talking this through... Everything I state, let's just assume I started it with allegedly. So, okay. and I want to say that everything you're talking about are, are cold hard facts, and they're all provable. Well, so you're not making. Yeah, it. no, I mean facts are facts are immutable. Right. Well, the guy's Otherwise, been they're indicted being... repeatedly. All right. Well, that part. Let's we just know. say. Let's just assume everything I say is allegedly, um, because actually none of these things have been proven in a court of law as of yet even though you or I may have our own personal opinions about the innocence or guilt, I'll put an emphasis on that, of the people involved, but these are allegations. Okay, so just, I don't want to just have to keep saying allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So in, in 20... This is your disclaimer. Then. Yeah, that's my disclaimer. In 2020, July of 2020, Speaker of the House, Larry Householder, three of his henchmen were, were arrested. Henchmen? Henchmen. <laughs> allegedly. By the FBI. <laughs> All right. And they were arrested by the FBI and charged essentially with being involved in a 60 or $61 million pay-to-play scheme um, where uh, the company First Energy was alleged to have provided $61 million to an organization primarily controlled by Householder to sway the vote of um, House Bill 6. So we'll get into Ohio what House, House Bill 6. Yeah, Ohio House Bill 6. Mm -hmm. and, and what Ohio House Bill 6 did in part, and I, I'll give you a little more details on that, but essentially gave somewhere between one and two billion dollars to um first energy right which would happen by us taxpayers being taxed every year on our tax bill 
to uh, on give our charity. electric bills. Yeah, yeah, to give charity to First Energy. Yeah, it seemed like a good cause at the time. So no, it didn't. <laughs> and know. actually, a lot of people came out against it. I know, and and it's funny because I know I was teaching some solar classes at the time, and people would just look at me saying, "What is the motivation? Why are they doing this?" And again, jokingly, I said, "Oh, it's really simple." I give you, Mr. State Representative, a million dollars, and you give me a billion dollars. You just had the wrong amount. I know. I was I was too cheap. I, I, <laughs> yeah. give, I give you 61, you're, you're 61 cheap. billion. You'd work cheap. you take a million. Right. Yes, inflation. Well, so. and the thing is that common folk who don't even think about politics, I remember many people coming here on tour and saying, what is that about? Man, that doesn't even make sense. Why would we give all that money to them, are we bailing them out of something? Are we just giving charity or? Yeah, well, and, and yes, and yes. Charity, yes. and yes, it's mostly charity. Well, charity, charity to a company that I would, I would probably not donate to. Were they ringing a bell in front of Walmart with a bucket at Christmas time? Um, so, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, charities are charities. So, U.S. Attorney General David uh, Deville, Devillers, Deville, I don't know if he's he, French he would never or. Be French, no. Yeah, this anyway, is, this he, is Ohio. he um, talked about this, said it's likely the largest bribery money laundering scheme ever perpetrated against the people of the state of Ohio. Or so. perhaps anywhere else. <laughs> it could be. I don't think Enron was was billions, was it? Uh, I don't know. That was another energy scam. I don't know. So so let's let's back up a little bit. Well, no, before I do that, let me tell you what was in this bill. All right. So what I, oh, was I in what was in House Bill Six? So House Bill Six had several provisions. The one that gets the most press was the bailout of two nuclear power plants that are owned by First Energy. Although, as I understand it, I might be slightly wrong on the details here. They transferred them into a subsidiary so they could then declare bankruptcy within the, the, the subsidiary. Yeah, yeah, because these things are falling apart, essentially. Um, so these two big um, nuclear power plants they were subsidized in excess of a billion dollars. I think it's 1.3 billion through this, bill. through this bill. But as a provision of the bill, they basically said, if you don't give us this money, we're going to have to shut down these plants. But we will not show you any of our financial reports. And after you give us the money, we will not disclose what we did with it. So this isn't allegedly, this is in writing, right? Well, that was part of it. It's like, okay, we're in financial trouble, but we're not going to tell you how, why, how much, and give you any reporting whatsoever. That's a I, sweetheart I'm not sure deal. They were in financial trouble. They well, we were don't basically know. Basically, saying that nuclear is dead, and we want to be—we're capitalists. We want to be compensated. Well, this was for one it. of the criticisms. How can we know that you're in financial trouble, even if we wanted to bail you out, if you're not willing to share that information yeah, well, with why us? Why would we bail them out there for profit? Well, there's why another question. Why do we question. bail out the auto industry? Why do we bail out right. the big banks? You know, it doesn't make any sense. We don't want to give poor people okay. $20 to buy food. This this program's going to be real long if we have to figure out why Congress does what Congress does. It just really <laughs> so. pisses me off because that is just so ridiculous. Okay, well, that's that's um, that's a topic for another day. Let's just assume 
I agree with you. This was a really bad idea. Most people, certainly in the renewable energy industry, thought this is a terrible idea. But common citizens, common too. well, people actually, came they out did in a droves against it. Yeah, they did a poll, and it was like seventy percent of the yeah. population. Um, but the, we're not to the worst of it yet. Okay, let me get to the worst of the bill because you're already saying this bill is terrible, and I'm only on page. I'm only in the first inning here. But <laughs> I want to say that what they did do which maybe I'm skipping ahead, but this is the part that really angers me, is they decided we would vote on it. And no, 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 that's a separate thing. Okay. All right, no, this, well, let's still just keep, um, so the second provision of decoupling, decoupling was the second provision, and that's a fancy word for basically saying, this bill says that if First Energy doesn't sell energy, we're going to pay them for that too. So wow. we're going to guarantee that they make the same amount of profits that they did in, I think it was 2018, which was their most profitable year ever. We'll guarantee they make that much into the future, whether they sell any energy or not. And the argument there was it decouples the incentive to sell more power from the profit motive. Therefore, we can put in some renew uh, some some energy conservation issues wow. it motivates the utility to get people but another provision of the bill was to gut all in all programs that are motivating people to cut energy consumption any energy efficiency programs were then in turn um, killed so that's like item number three within this bill so it was estimated that the decoupling provision was going to give First Energy somewhere around $355 million by through um, 2024. So over the next several years, they would make that much. Then get rid of the ener energy efficiency standards, get rid of so the... So like no renewable energy standards. Well, no, that's another provision. Get rid of all of the <laughs> renewable energy <laughs> stuff. Because um, we have a 12.5% renewable portfolio standard. That's like the goal. We want a 12.5% of our electricity um, generated through renewable means by the year 2025. It's a pretty weak renewable energy cool. thing. They've been trying to get rid of it for a number of years. This bill basically said, okay, in 2026, once we've met that 12.5% target, Let's reduce it down to eight and a half percent and then get rid of it altogether in 2026. So it's just a clear, but they couldn't get enough votes to get this thing passed. So they threw in the bailout of a couple of coal power plants. <laughs> um, so there were a couple of coal power plants, bless you. Um, and uh, what do you mean there were a couple of coal power plants? Bailouts of those two. So a couple of the well, legislators equal opportunity bailout. Well, they were like, since you're handing out the pork, yeah. you know. Um, but did they bail out solar and wind? Oh no, that's part. That's not part of this. So anyway, the um, the two coal power plants. One of them was even in Indiana. So this is the Ohio <laughs> payers are going to bail out one in Indiana, but they were owned by, I believe it was AEP which is American Electric oh, Power. Yeah, an Ohio-based company. So these were, I mean, it was just shockingly bad, shockingly bad, this whole bill. In fact, many of the people out there said this is the worst bill 
ever. Yeah, it was highly promoted as the worst bill ever. The people of Ohio were widely against it. Nobody was in favor of it except the legislators. Now, well, I don't think enough of them were. That's why no, they, no, did, no. they did the rotten thing. Let's get Larry Householder in there as Speaker well, of the House. They had tried to do some of these things, and they couldn't, they couldn't marshal it through. Yeah. So that takes us to Larry Householder, our buddy. So, so I'm right. They, the, the, there were some rational uh, legislators that said, this is crazy. Yeah. It's like that old joke, there's even some things a white rat won't do. That's you know? right. So they, these guys... Uh, so, so this began, um, so let's look at the um, storied career of, of Larry Householder. Now he's, we happen to be located in near Zanesville, Ohio. Larry is one of our own, right? Born no, in Zanesville, Ohio. No, not one of our own. Not one of your own, but he's, he's one of ours. And, and he was, he was elected, um, he was a Perry County commissioner. Well, that's the county next door, right. one west. And he was elected to the state representatives, to the House of Representatives here in Ohio from Perry County in 2001. I want to say that he has, he's a very big farmer, like a corporate kind of farmer. Okay. And when he runs for office, he has these huge uh, billboards of him with a gun, basically challenging anybody with that gun, saying, you know, I'm a good old boy and uh, mm -hmm. I'm one of you. and don't you'll have to pry this gun from my cold dead hands. Cold well, dead I hands. suspect, I suspect that, I mean, he's a very popular politician and, and just because you or I wouldn't vote for him doesn't mean that the majority of the citizens of Perry County because well, they would district, like to be on that billboard so. with him prying the gun. Okay. From well, his before hand. you get so, before you <laughs> immerse yourself in that, that, yeah, let me, let me just, uh, <laughs> interrupt for a second and let people know that you are listening to when the biomass hits the wind turbine with jay and annie warmke reminding you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it and thank god but i don't think that's what you're talking about today not at this point but anyway okay so so let me try and get through the history of larry okay, householder i just need to rant for one minute uh, because no, okay. i just keep thinking about all the people in this country, in this state, in this county, in the county he lived in, that could have benefited amazingly if he was in the same position and he said, let's create jobs. Oh, okay. Well. Wait, let's create jobs with this money. But instead he did illegal things and he took it for himself. And it just makes me feel Allegedly. really. Allegedly. <laughs> no, it's not because he has. All right. All right he had, and you're about to share this, but he has a career. This is his yes. career of corruption. Okay. And he never gets to pay. Although he did right. go to jail yep. when they arrested him this time. Okay, your your rant is finished. Let me let me walk well, no, through. No, it's not. But I'll wait <laughs> till the next breath. All right, I have control of the microphones here. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, so in in 1997 he was elected to the House. 2001, there was a leadership battle. Um, who was going to become leader of the House of Representatives, Speaker of the House? And he brokered an agreement with Representative Bill Harris, and they basically said, okay, let's do a power-sharing agreement. You be speaker this year, I'll be speaker next year. <laughs> Householder got to be speaker and Forever. never gave it up, right? <laughs> yeah, he, that's right. He basically said, oh, who are you, uh, Bill Harris? Uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. So anyway, so that would have been... I had somebody break the guy's knee. So that would have been an uh, allegedly, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been um, a hint, I think, of, of what of things to come. 
So he was speaker until 2004, but then the FBI swooped in because apparently there was a lot of corrupt activity going on. There were newspaper reports. Um, he was in a bit of a power struggle with uh, then Secretary of State um, Blackwell, who was going to, they were going to both run for state auditor. And um, he'd been the auditor once already. No, no, not locally. yet. Not yet. That's later. So, um, so then he, um, he ended up getting forced out of office. He was, they, they came in, they swooped in. Uh, the scandal involved a bunch of kickbacks. Uh, so him. Well. And others. He was, his cronies. Well, he, they blamed his cronies. He blamed his cronies, his assistants. Well, that's the way it always works. Let's right. kill off okay. the lowest right. on the rung. So the anyway, then he, um, he was forced out. He was forced out. Uh, as By the a speaker. legislators or yeah. the FBI? No, the legislators. As soon as he left office, then the FBI seemed to lose interest, never charged him. Wow. Okay. So he left. So when, that was the deal he cut. He said, I'll leave. Okay. All right. I, I don't want you speculating on these things. You don't no, know. No, but that's the way it works. You don't he know. Cut okay. a deal and Allegedly. then they let him go. All right. This just makes me furious. Anyway, so he went back and became Perry County Auditor. Extra furious. Okay. <laughs> He's in charge of all the money now. Yeah, and he got himself embroiled in a whole bunch more scandals. There were allegations of him using county workers to work on his restaurants, uh, funneling money into his own personal account. All of these allegations, um, again, never charged. And so by 2016, ran for office again. Uh, ran for the House of Representatives again. If you can't cheat lower level, go higher. You know, we want people to progress in their careers. <laughs> He's apparently done right. well at that. So he, I mean, he got 72% of the vote. Very popular fella. All right. So, um, well, how many of those votes were fraudulent? <laughs> I can't help I'm, it. I'm going to just keep. <laughs> I can't I, help I, it. I, I'm about to shut off your microphone here. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, so we um, have, um, so at that point, they had been trying these bailouts. They've been trying to get rid of the renewable energy portfolio Meaning standard. the legislature. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is where my own personal um, interaction came in. In 2008, they passed the renewable portfolio standard, and it was widely popular. I think there was only one person in, in the legislature that voted against it. But by 2013, it became a political issue. And it, at that point, became a partisan issue with the Republicans on one side saying, we don't want these um, renewable portfolio standards because the argument there was they put penalties, financial penalties on utilities if they don't meet these standards. That in mean turn using less energy or more renewable, more energy. renewables. Okay. So, and it was an escalating up to the 12 and a half percent renewable by 2025. And their argument is that, um, is that if they don't meet their, their yearly goals, then they get a fine. And they said, well, if we have to pay a fine, that gets passed along to the ratepayer. You're artificially inflating the cost of electricity because you're trying to promote renewable energy. And you know, fair argument, but. Um, so by 2013, they had this committee hearings. Um, once again, polling of the people of the state of Ohio, this was a very popular program, 70, 80% in favor of promoting renewable energy. 
But their argument wasn't fair. You said it was fair, but it, there's a cost to switching to other energy generation sources. And that's what they were doing because they have a, a legislative mandate to meet. Right. And, the, and of course you're going to pay for it. As well, but consumer. they're trying to avoid those costs. They're saying, hey, we got our coal power plants. We want to keep using coal. You're forcing us to do other stuff. And if we don't do it, but you're going to find us. they invested in those coal okay. power plants. Once again, you're, you're trying to get into their management system. And, and basically what, what I found in the hearing, because I attended and testified at this hearing, um, of people trying to stop them from getting rid of the renewable portfolio standard. There were 129 people there in this packed hearing room, 128 testifying against the change in the law, one person from First Energy testifying in favor. He got to go first. And, and then the other people left the committee because they yeah, didn't. Yeah, uh, most the of the Republican legislators, they just left after he spoke. And then 128 of us, one after another, got up, told them why it's a bad thing, why it's a terrible thing. And then the guys came back into the room, voted, yeah, we're going to do what we're going to do anyway. And it was all kabuki theater, and it was very disheartening. Fortunately, um, uh, Governor Kasich vetoed the, the bill because his counter was, hey, when I came into office, you guys said that natural gas was going to be the thing. We were going to get a lot of money out of it, and um, we didn't. And renewable energy, it is growing. It's providing jobs. It's paying taxes. So why would I support natural gas versus this? And it was a co cogent answer. So anyway, so they couldn't, they couldn't make headway. So then First Energy decided, all right, well, let's get Larry Householder in here. Yeah, He'll be in charge. And they begin the process of taking $61 million dollars and funneling it through this nonprofit um, organization that Larry Householder and his folks allegedly controlled. <laughs> and uh, they started to move this money to people to get to their campaigns, to get them elected. And what well, they what, were very strategic in choosing clearly. these political campaigns because they wanted people to be beholding to Mr. Householder. Yeah, and I don't want to point this as purely a Republican scandal, even though the people in power were Republicans. Republican. I know, but but they were. And and but of the people who supported Larry Householder for speaker, it was evenly split between right. Democrats well, and they Republicans. They needed to do that in order to look like well, they didn't do anything wrong. Well his competitor got most of the Republican votes. So, so it was uh, it's, it's balanced corruption. So anyway, one thing that I found very <laughs> well, that's that's better. I know than well, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a crook, <laughs> be a fair crook. Right? So <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, so so we find ourselves now in the situation where they pass this bill, terribly unpopular, horrible bill. So a lot of the activists were saying, well, let's have a referendum. Let's you, you know vote. before this thing gets passed, let's put it on the ballot. So the state of Ohio said, all right, um, you have 90 days to um, get a certain number of signatures. signatures it was, it was a ballot. whole bunch. But they did get the signatures. No, they no. Didn't. How they did it didn't. get on the ballot then? It didn't. Um, I thought there was a vote. No, no. This was, it was sort of, you couldn't, you couldn't make this stuff up. But they had to get like a quarter of a million um, signatures. Yeah, I don't remember days. exactly. Well, but the Secretary of State and the Auditor, Yost, 
actually sat on the thing for 38 days before they authorized them to begin to collect the signatures, but they said, oh, and your time period begins back when you first applied. So instead of having 90 days, you have uh, what amounts to, what, six, uh, 52 60. days or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, they went to court and said, couldn't we have the whole 90 days? The court said, no, you know. and because yeah, uh, that $61 million went a long way to those, long all way. those people in the system. Well, like you say, the justice system is just us. Anyway, so, so then it got even worse because then First Energy started pumping millions of dollars. In fact, the amount they disclosed was over $16 million to fight the referendum. And we started getting letters in the mail basically saying, if these guys get your signature, they're turning it over to the Chinese government, yeah. and the Chinese government is going to steal your financial information information. They're yeah. going to empty your bank accounts. They started um, paying. They would go to the people collecting signatures and say, we'll pay you 2500 bucks if That's you'll right. leave town. Yeah. You know, and you don't want anybody to find out where you went when you stopped collecting. I signatures. mean, it was, it was insane. I mean, it was but so also, corrupt. The really big bucks were at the top allegedly, and I will say- <laughs> Now you're getting into the spirit. I would say that the FBI, in this case, over uh, overdid their work to prove the trail of that money and where it went to. And they were very open and, um, and consistent in what they reported. Well, the, the affidavit, the, the charges, it's an 82-page document. There's a lot of, there's a lot of there there. And, um, you know, so there's, there's bunches there. Anyway, um, Larry Householder comes in. He gets arrested in July. They took him out of his house. It yeah, it was on television. Jail. What do you know? Anyway, so what has happened? What's happened since then? Well, all the powers that be basically said, we're shocked, shocked. Shock, There's shock. gambling going on here or whatever. And so they began to um, to start the process of repealing the law. And uh, the governor stepped in. Now, I should not, point not out, he, no, Governor not, DeWine, and he was a fairly he's a, he's large a, recipient. involved in this. I also want I, to say they let Householder go back and be in charge. He refused to resign, right. and he's now back in his seat as the head of ethics. No, he's on the committee, not the chair. But he was the chair. So anyway, so yeah, he has not been removed. Let me just sort of, we'll do one of those they must have, at they the must end. They must have pushed him down because they were sending we'll, him back. We'll do one of those postscripts, where, where are they now kind of thing. Okay. But anyway, um, they began to repeal the law. Now, they have, in theory, repealed the law, but when you look at the details, they didn't repeal it. Um, they got rid of the nuclear bailout. They made First Energy. Uh, they, First Energy had received about $100 million out of, um, for the decoupling. They're going to give $26 million back. That's Aww. quite a deal. But they left the gutting of the renewable portfolio, the gutting of the, um, the energy efficiency, and they left... The, the subsidy of the coal power plants. So, so basically, yeah, um, it's, um, it's a sad they thing. They still won. Well, and the first energy guy, um, the head of first energy had to resign. Um, poor, what was poor him. golden parachute? Well, it, it did say that he has received $70 million in salary since uh, 2016, which is one of these weird things that you say, why does a public utility person get that kind of money? And 
householder in November was reelected with 72% of the vote um, from Perry County to his house seat. So they love him over there. So, so far we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but. Um, it's gross, it makes me want to throw up. Okay, well, we, I think got the impression of, <laughs> of your position on this. So as we say. Well, um, it's just well, so frustrating and this is why we have to okay. do things differently. All right, well, and this is why I'm pointing out that some of the resistance to renewable energy, is, the political resistance is often, you know, look, follow the money. That's, yeah, that's where that's some of the issues. That's almost always the case. All right. Well, you have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, allegedly, with Jay and Annie <laughs> Warmke. We want to thank our always pure um, uh, producer, uh, Adam Rich, and Emmy Award winning. And thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, secret to a happy and sustainable life is... My grandmother said to be kind and never cheat anybody and eat your vegetables. All right. Till next time. Bye-bye. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockStation.com. Yeah.